feminine Judy. I would like to look at attachment to family, or rather transcending attachment to family. Um, <coughs> very different uh, principles. The uh, looking at the yeah, looking at the attachment as opposed to looking at transcending it. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a belief that I think I suspect is holding the attachment in place, at least to a large degree. Don't doubt it's the only one, but um, and I'm curious about what seeing that belief will do to the transcending part of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the belief is that um, uh, I have to bring them along with me. It's not that I am willing to go where they are, but I somehow need to, it, would, <coughs> it would be as if um, I imagined if the Buddha, when he left wife and baby, Maybe he didn't physically take him with him, but all the while he was traipsing around the forest, he was thinking, so I really need to save them, because they're my family. I think that's what he was thinking. No, I think that belief would be what is. I see you good. Yeah. No, no, no. I say that as a way of sort of uh, illustrating what I think that belief is. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's go to uh, one that's a little closer to your roots. How did Jesus approach that? <clears throat> well, you know, we, we talk about that from time to time, and I realize I always reference the exact same scripture, and there may be others that I'm not holding in awareness, because the scripture that I uh, always go to is when um, somebody said, your mother's out there, I'm sure it sounded a lot more holy than that. Uh, Probably not. (laughs) He he was just that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. His mother was outside. King James Version, I guess it was. But anyway, and he said, Well, no, I mean, to the people who were there, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't have 2,000 years of Son of God. Right. Yeah. Your mom's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good point, I see. Yeah. And and the um, and the response was, well, who's my mother? Yeah, she's she's no. Well, and and wasn't there uh, further? And if you biblical scholars can help me out here, but a reference to the, the, those who come with me. Yeah. Those are. Yeah. That's my mother. That's my, that's my father. Family. That's my family. Yeah, yeah, and you know now she did seem to. Following around. Yeah. So she was right there. And at the foot of the cross, he gave her to John to take care of, and John, behold your mother. So it's like, he, it's not like he said, see ya, Mary. No, I'm not sure that's in every Bible. Oh, really? I'll have to go back. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah. I've never read that. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 have, I, have you heard it, though? Is that familiar? No. It's not familiar at all. I wonder if it's the Stations of the Cross thing. No. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, might just be in John's gospel. Look there first. That would be... He's the one that got stuck with Mark. <laughs> got special mention. There's a whole interesting exegesis that we won't go into now about that. But, but the, um, the thing I was So, it, it, to establish who, who is my mother, and you'll reference the, look the, the other... It, does anybody know what it... Does that sound familiar to anybody? The... The, the whole, yeah. Mary Beholders. No, no, the, those who are with me. Oh, yeah. That, that, those are my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. And, and the, so, and the other piece that feeds into this belief is, um, I got some information a long time ago from somebody who suggested, who said that that, you know, who basically kind of said some past life stuff that I have with, I'm thinking of particularly my two daughters, that, that, um, that we're here in this life together to fulfill or something like that, make right or something. And so I noticed that that has been coming along all this time as if it's something still in the future to do. 
Like there's some karma to fulfill, not necessarily transcend. Mm-hmm. I think that's about as far as I've gotten at this point. But but um, well, no, there's a little, there's another piece, shall I? Yeah. So the other piece is that oh, this is a big piece. No wonder I'm wondering almost past there. Is that that the egocentricity? Egocentric conditioning, self-hate, sets up a duality that I realize I have fallen for hook, line, and sinker, which was, if you transcend this karma, number one, it's going to hurt like a son of a gun, and number two, it's going to mean they're not in your life anymore. And so then it becomes that, well, do I want to transcend it? No, but I can't loosen them out of my life. But, do I, but I want to, but I can't, but I want to. But it hurts me, but I want to live back and forth. And when I realize other things that I've let go of, other big, big at the time, karmic things, it felt good to let it go. It didn't, it, the hurt, the pain was in the clinging, was in the, was in the attack. So I thought, well, maybe that's a. <laughs> so um, the what's been uh, equated is attachment and habit. Yeah. Yes. So you only have these people as long as you're attached. But if you stop being attached to them, then you will no longer have them. Yes. Yes. Which is really interesting with the bringing them along, right? Uh-huh. The, the bringing them along would be bringing them along to attachment. Uh-huh. <laughs> because that's what is being modeled. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you, uh, I, went, I went a little fuzzy there. Could you say more about that? Well, what did I just say? Um, have bringing them along is modeling the... But no. Bringing them along. Well, bringing them along, but what are you modeling for them that you're bringing them along to? Attachment, of fear of letting go, okay. fear uh-huh. of loss, fear of pain. Uh-huh. Yeah. And most people already have that. They <laughs> 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 need to be brought along. That would not be a big fulfillment I'm in their life to give them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they can get that anywhere. They can get that anywhere. Probably already have. <laughs> yeah. And getting a big dose, an extra dose from me too. Yeah. You know, in that in that way. Mm-hmm. And so, what what do you see as another possibility? If you if you didn't approach them out of fear of loss and clinging in. Well, you know, what's dropping in right now as you ask that question is something I've heard you say and noted that I noted it uh, in several radio shows lately, which is, well, you can practice your facilitation skills. And somebody said, I never remember to do that. And I thought at the time, I never remember to do that. Mm-hmm. And that might be a big clue to what is possible. Yeah, because... Uh, not remembering that, what is the alternative? I'm going to go unconscious. And be the same old mom. And yeah, and, and do everything the way ego wants it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that could be a big clue that um, what you're bringing them along to might not be anything you would actually like to bring them along to. Yeah. But remembering to be conscious, to be present, to facilitate to be disidentified might actually be more loving. For both of us. Very possible. Yeah. Cause, and and uh, I know there's something to what you're saying because I can feel the, 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 the you know, the resistance. In, and it's not huge. It's not gripping me and I'm not feeling yeah. the whole... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait till I get on that call, right? Or whatever. And I'm just hearing the protestations right now. That, And that's even interesting to see how it goes to that. Because it's not an out and out, oh, I can't do that. It's not that. It's what it tries to get is me to noodle about it. 
Muhammad, because it sounds so sincere, like it no, anyway, sounds so, how would that look? I wonder if we're really... Now, how would facilitation look? Let me see. Yeah. It's a same old process, just different content. And that's the, you know, when we talk about ego loves really real. Mm-hmm. Those things that are really real. I mean, you can't, you can't. And, and what we're looking at right now, to me, that's so, it's so significant about this is you, you, you have to cling to it in a particular way. You have to do this the way ego says you need to do it. Anything other than that is just not possible. Yeah. Where else is that the case? Yes. Where, where yeah, else? There's just one. There's right, and it has to be exactly this way, mm-hmm. or or it's just gone. Yeah. Well, that one way will probably be gone. Yeah. And what we're not supposed to question is. Is, is that the best it can be? Wow. Because, <laughs> you know, if we, if we had a little visual of it, I mean, here we are, right? The, the claws just clinging to these people, mm-hmm. right? Lovingly. <laughs> you matter so much to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I need to matter that much to you. Mm-hmm. More important. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's another piece that I had seen and just, yeah, just remembered is, um, you know how he said, uh, emotion makes things really, really real. Mm-hmm. So a while back when my son got kind of mad at me and blew me off, I, I, I saw that the conniption that I had was really because I was afraid I was going to lose the girls. You know, it was like, not that I didn't, it wasn't that I, not, this is, we won't, we won't say it. Because I didn't have it. I love you too. But, but it's that, it, but I could see that, it was, it was like, and I kept using the phrase, the dominoes are going to fall. The dominoes are all going to fall. And, and what, and what it was, was if, if they get mad at me too, that's what I couldn't bear because then I wouldn't matter. It would show that I don't matter to them. You know, I mean, it was so egocentric in that, yeah. in that way. Yeah, and we call that love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you don't remember this, but you certainly heard of it a lot over the years, the 60s. Um, if you love something, turn it loose. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it doesn't finish it, but full well. <laughs> I remember that. And 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 the point of that, of course, is well, it was never yours in the first place. Yeah. It's just all that desperate clinging uh, that keeps us from realizing that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. it feels like a. I'm hearing and I'm suspicious of it. It feels like a big act of faith, but in a way, it really is. (laughs) If if you consider the number of people with whom you do not have that relationship, you know that you can survive with people without being in that relationship with them. Yeah, and that they don't necessarily run screaming away from me. You know, it's like they. Yeah. I mean, you started out with the right word. It's attachment. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's my house. It's my car. It's my dog. It's my kids. It's my it's my it's my it's my it's mine. And then, of course, that has tremendous importance because why? Because of them. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Our loved ones are not that special. <laughs> it's that they're mine. Yeah. That's what gives them importance. And hopefully they would say, acknowledge the same thing about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. A, it feels like a really good time to do this. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, these are not little people we're talking about. <laughs> these, are, these are not people who actually uh, need a great deal of uh, parental guidance or uh, nurturing or that sort of thing at this point. And they're even starting to produce other little people that I don't want to... That's a harmful relationship attachment, you know, in, in all the ways that we've been talking about. And I just, I would just rather do it differently if that's okay with life, you know, if, if that can, if I can, I'll just try it differently. And yes, I'm sure you can. Yeah. And it makes it much easier when they are no longer interested in us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good preparation. Mm-hmm. For the big, for no, just the, just facing that that you, you know you have children and there is that relationship with them, but in reality, their lives are not about you. Yeah, and wherever you were, their lives would not be about you. Mm-hmm. Haven't been for like fifteen, twenty years. Certainly, <laughs> well, fifteen at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we face that, and that means, in a way, we could say, "Well, good job. They don't need you any longer. They're not. They're not clinging to you. So good job. That that was what you were supposed to do. You had them. You raised them. You launched them." Yeah, it's just it's just now like becoming clear what that all was. So we got our Go Happy t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> and so I... Is it working? Well, that's what I want to talk oh, about. Okay. All right. How do I know? Yeah. How do I know if I'm happy? Uh-huh. And where do I look? Uh-huh. And yeah. I know what I don't want. I don't want to uh, be in the habit of going to how the conditions are. I don't trust my thoughts. You told me not to pay any attention to my thoughts. You actually told me not to pay any attention to my sensations. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the whole question is, am I happy? Although conditions always there. Are you happy? Are you happy now? Your life is perfect. Are you happy? Are you happy? <laughs> and why aren't you happy? Right. Why aren't you happier? Right. Right. <laughs> right. And we're grateful, by the way. That's right. That's right. So I know that's a train wreck. <coughs> and so it's just kind of... Be, oh, I also see that conditioning has a picture of how happy should look, and no matter how I am, that's not it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's right. That is correct. <laughs> All right. So then I'm left with... Well, well, does it doesn't matter. Well, you know that's a big question. Yeah. You know, I actually thought, well, what, you know, and if I didn't go looking for it, maybe I would just notice mm-hmm. what is. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't fit the picture. You know, actually, we wrote a musings article about are you excited? You know, just, mm-hmm. but she had a duh. I don't have a duh yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it hasn't come, it hasn't clarified yet. It's just, uh, it feels more flatlined. You know, when I think about how my day went today, working in the garden and having those, it, we had beet burgers for lunch. I mean, that was over the top. I mean, that was like, oh my God. Okay, I'm happy. <laughs> but the day was, you know, the day was beautiful. It's like Ashwini always says that this is the end of a, a fabulous show every morning. Uh-huh. I'm doing my love letter since I was here. And it's like, well, it's the end of a lovely day. You're a lovely person at the end of a lovely... The conditions right there saying, are you happy now? Are you happy now? You mm-hmm. should be happier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, good to see, right? Because, of course, most people uh, take that seriously. Take it on. Take it personally. Make it make it mean something about them. And you can see that it's just like it reminds me of the uh, was it in Ireland? Uh, the parrots in the trees. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> you know. So it can be used in that way. Uh-huh. Are you happy? Mm, I'm sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe so. Thank you for asking. And it can you know it could just be a you could make a little game and it could make you happy. In that sense, of, uh-huh. it's fun. Uh-huh. Well, this is the thing, you know, whenever um, something happens, you tell me to make a joke about it or realize about it, and that's been such a challenge for me. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what's funny about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that you keep saying that I should do that? Uh-huh. No, no, no. What's funny about the conditioning? <laughs> oh, no. 
Now that is that is good advice. That is serious. <laughs> 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 you laugh at it? Yeah. But it's so tricky to laugh at it. You know, there's just I guess that's the part that still grabs me. It's yeah. Still, yes, I still believe it. Oh yeah. And and so uh, with something that specific, then it's possible to say, Oh, you old cutie, you there you are. <laughs> There you are, asking about that again. Aren't you the cutest thing? <laughs> Thank you for asking me. <laughs> and buzz off? It, it, well, it just not even buzz off. But it means that it would, because that is not the kind of relationship it wants to have with you. Uh-huh. And so just to do that, to just really make it a, make it a point of happiness hmm. in the sense of laughing about it and laughing at it and... Um, joking. So is there an assumption that of course I am? I mean, if I'm... Well, what is somebody, was it, oh gosh, who's the guy, the Scarlet Letter uh, guy? Nathaniel Pawthorne. I think he was the one who talked about happiness as like a a butterfly. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if you chase it, it's always, but if you just sit down, Uh uh, it'll probably come and land on you. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry, Daniel, but it was something like that. Um, so like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's like so. It's like everything, I would guess, um, in that uh, it is until you try to talk about it. It is until you try to uh-huh, make it into something. Mm-hmm. As soon as we turn that conditioned mind scrutiny onto whatever it is, now we're in conditioned mind. So in a way it's looking at, well, where was I right before I got bamboozled into that? Which is why I encourage that kidding about it, because you probably were enjoying yourself, which is what prompts it to ask, because Uh that is a way to take you out of enjoying the experience that you're in and get engaged with conditioned mind. And so if you joke with it, then you get the energy back. You don't go with it. You keep it in its position and you where you are. Okay. Okay. So there's not a place to look for. It's really the opposite of any of that equity. Yes, precisely. And and truly, you, you sort of have to catch it out of the corner of your eye. Although, you know, depending. If you, if you like that sort of light approach to things, um, I like the idea of a light approach to things. I have to be able to. You're practicing that. Practicing a light approach. So, just as as conditioned mind uh, likes to focus on the negative, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, life really enjoys presence, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and and will speak from that place of enjoying presence, so whatever's there. So you can have a very happy relationship with the things you're working on in the garden. Mm-hmm. I did today, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. And bringing conscious awareness to every, every moment of the day in that way of, not that you would say this, but an attitude of what is here to enjoy? What is here to appreciate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and be aware that that question is, am I happy now? Is uh, just a yeah yeah yeah. It make that uh, make that uh, bozo the clown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. There's also something about um, I shouldn't be happy. Oh. Yeah. Well, you should. But you should. Yes. Yes. That. It is that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just two sides of the same crappy duality. <laughs> okay. All designed to do what it's doing, which yes. is to throw you off, make you question yourself, make you think that there there might be something wrong here. You know, I, well, what if I? But uh, uh, well, right. That's exactly where ego wants us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Engaged with it, you're mm-hmm. looking to it to get an answer to that question. All from a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. All from a t-shirt. It's a powerful darn t-shirt, isn't it? <laughs> okay, this is good. This yeah. is good. This has been a long time deal of am I happy, what's not. You know, she, 
that old stuff that's been around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and it's big in, in a lot of people's lives because part of being the right person is being happy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, right? you, you have to be happy, you have to be grateful, you have to have good relationships with your family, especially. Um, you have to be productive. You, I mean, there's a lot involved in that. Yeah. And, and, of course, if you're the right person, you will be happy. Uh-huh. And if you're not happy, well, yeah, because you're not the right person. Right. right. And it has to look a certain way. That's what I keep being told also. It has to look mm-hmm. energetic and eyes bright and cheery and all that. Mm-hmm. Is that crap over too? Oh yeah, all, all the well, the not that you aren't like that when you're happy. That it, it probably is how you look, and now you feel, and now you act when you're happy. But but what ego does with that is then say, and you're not that way. Well, your eyes don't look that bright to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there must be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then can I go to my feelings and see? Or I guess if I go anywhere, I'm in trouble, huh? If I go anywhere. Yes. If you give that any attention at all, except to make fun of it. Okay. It's the only relationship that you can have with it that doesn't make it crazy. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So go ahead. Wow. Uh, I've been getting a lot out of the year long. Class, and um, I'm loving this focus on sexuality, Um, and it really spoke to me um, when you were were talking about, um, you know, this like the poetry of the Rumi and stuff, or that you know that kind of passionate poetry where you know, it just sounds like you know he's talking about a lover and to just go to that place of that's how life mm-hmm. <clears throat> to look at it through the lens of that's how life feels about us mm-hmm. that would be just a big um, a big switch mm-hmm. and because yeah <clears throat> and it is such a lovely I don't even know how. It just it just uh, opens things up, mm-hmm. you know, to just be in that place of imagining that um, that this life is so treasured that that you know that that life would feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or, <laughs> this is life, but you know. Um, anyway, that. Well, it's the, it's it's about you, yeah. right? That's a kind of got a theme going here, uh-huh. right? So you can see that everywhere. When I drove into the property this afternoon uh, with Tim and seeing it through his eyes, oh, I mean, it is it is the Garden of Eden. I mean, he's just practically hyperventilating over there. Uh, at how gorgeous it is, mm-hmm. and and you can see that, yeah. right? And you can see how uh, Dogen, when he talks about the cook, needs to treasure every grain of rice as if it's your own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get this beautiful food, and uh, it's just it's so obvious, yeah. obvious that it's all love. Yeah, yeah. Except for you. Right? I mean, that's what we do with it. Yeah, yeah well, I can see that everywhere. I mean, babies are so beautiful, and yeah, uh, it, 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 yeah. yeah. But just not me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. and how um, to say, and um, that's been the switch. Like it, it, it is it. <laughs> Inhabiting that, or you know, it, it just really uh, taking that in makes everything more. It makes everything more available to to see the beauty in it, to see the the love in it. Um, so when I was um, coming back after being away and coming down the road into the monastery, I really 
I could really see the beauty, you know, mm-hmm. I could see the beauty of that road. And I could come up and down that road a bazillion times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, there's the pothole. Drive <laughs> to the right, drive to the left. You know, just you know, all this stuff is going on, but not finding uh, just that beauty. And to me, the 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 best part of that is being able then to see so clearly what is attempting to negate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just really stands out. It does. It does. It does. So there's all that, all that beauty, mm-hmm. and then there's this nasty little voice mm-hmm. wanting to talk about what's wrong or why do you that? Why do you all that? Why do you that? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's pretty amazing that it can steal that much beauty with just a voice going on incessantly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Nothing has to change. Nothing has to change. Nothing has Although, to change. Uh, again, uh, a conversation, not that this is the ultimate direction or destination for us, but a conversation about what is so, is so powerful. That's, that's the way we can close off uh-huh. that, that uh-huh. negativity, uh-huh. Is, to, is to have the focus on what is actually so and be in that conversation. Yeah, it's interesting because it, um, without having, um, let's see, without really focusing the attention on what is so, I mean, it convinces you that that's what's so. Precisely. Yeah. And if that's the only conversation going on, it's, well, yeah, that's, that's reality. That's reality. Yeah, yeah. You know. And to the point that, it, as you said, that you can drive up and down that road mm-hmm. and not even see mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. And not just you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's its whole deal mm-hmm. with everybody. Yeah, you know, and uh, just how you know the automatic, like um, you know, folks being around other people or being you know in, in the world and listening to that and thinking that that's what's so. And you know, people ask you how you are, and, they, and instead of stopping to say what's, so, I mean, you know, I can. I'm so happy to be here, <laughs> which is so. But it, I mean, if you if if there's not that awareness and you don't stop, you just yeah are you know perpetuating that what's so, mm-hmm. which isn't so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you can just be in a constant acknowledgement uh-huh. of appreciation of everything that is around you. And never put it down. So as some of us uh, have read Marion. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you, uh, so I'll say Case Andrew Heaven, but um, so at one point she realized that speaking about her experience altered her ability to be aware. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which she discovered is exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. Right? So if, if she's just looking at it or just listening to it, it's, it's being filtered. Mm-hmm. Right? It's running through yeah. conditioned mind. Mm-hmm. But to actually stop Right. And describe every mm-hmm. what is she doing? She has to really be there, mm-hmm. and then she can only attend to that thing that she's attending to, mm-hmm. not to an interpretation of it in conditioned mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. which is why picking up the recorder, yes, and just yeah, that's right. But we can also do it without the recorder, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, we're in a conversation all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's either about how much I love this and how beautiful that is, and I never noticed that. And I'm so glad to have that. Oh, thank you, Knight. You were just a perfect tomato, Knight. Thank you, tomato. <laughs> yeah, which. <laughs> I love that muttering. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She should be one of those old Zen cooks. Who joined the peas now? I noticed that the grocery store today, I was doing a lot of muttering. I, I hope that, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that's okay. But, yeah, you know, it's. Um, but it was good muttering. Yeah. Now, yeah. Just yeah. laughing periodically and then, like, oh, well, at least she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I will, and the other thing is the last conversation you had um, this morning with the gentleman, Todd, Todd, was really powerful too. And just that place of um, allowing it, allowing life to be a workshop instead of being in that place of um, trying to do it right, say it right. Yeah, trying to be the right person before you go. The right person before, you know? And, oof, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just thought that was so, I mean, I didn't know what the assignment for the day was, but it was like he talked and then there was the assignment. It was mm-hmm. like, it was for God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or the assignment shall we make? Okay, this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. I love that when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Andrew. <coughs> okay, so that did it. Um, this thing I didn't look at two, three, four years ago, maybe, came around just this morning. And uh, I didn't want to look at it then. And I didn't want to look at it this morning. Three or four years didn't improve it any. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And as the kids grew up, uh, that kind of... That, anyway. And right now, uh, I get to say thanks for coming. Thanks for coming around again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, we've done, what? Now you're ready to face oh, it? Oh, no. Oh, no. no, no, no. After this discussion this evening, <laughs> that's the response thank you uh-huh. because it's there for it's a it's a gift it's a huge healer and uh yeah if they, if there's something the, this thing I didn't get when I was a kid growing up that Susan has delivered to my kids in spades uh, uh, it's a therapeutic technique it's got a name to it that when I heard go by three four years ago whatever I went ouch <laughs> And I just went, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, dear. Kind of. And then this morning it came back, and it was like an arrow right through me, mm-hmm. and it kind of stuck me to the wall, one of that kind of content. And my resistance to it has been, up until about two minutes ago, has been, get the arrow out. And now, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Just thanks for sticking me to the wall. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking Thanks. at this. Thanks. <laughs> it's kind of unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. And um, yeah, that switched it. Mm-hmm. Then, then what is so is not. I got to do something. It's mm-hmm. the, I had ha, okay. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. it doesn't matter. I'm not right. gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fight that. Right. I'm not gonna ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's, and the switches that it's there to. It's a total healer, and it probably, I'm guessing now, would probably take us about 10 seconds to just kind of look at straight on yeah. and go, bingo. Mm-hmm. I am, I am totally better for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that thing I missed for mm-hmm. years and years and years. I missed it and missed it and thought, okay, i got to have that, and then I can kind of move on. Mm-hmm. But that's a losing game. Yeah. I'll just keep waiting for it to decide that the game is now over and you get to win. That's just present. Yeah, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. And yeah. it, seems like, it seems like that error that went right to me this morning was the total, like, receiving, like, okay, I am going to deal with it. Ah. It's like, whereas when it hit me this morning, it was, 
get it out of here mm-hmm. sitting here this evening. It's more like the awareness comes around that I let it finally stick me unmistakably that we're going to now take the 10 seconds and say thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'd say move on, but that might not even be true. I, I don't know. Well, but just the just the willingness to look at it. Yeah, it won't be like it's been. Yeah. If that's moving on, then that's moving right. on. It, it will definitely be different. Yeah. yeah. And the process, of course, of, of finding the willingness to face something that everything in us says, uh, I don't want to do that, is huge. Yeah, what was really nice was the... I... Uh, all day it's been content, 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 content. I'll, I'll tell somebody about it, and they'll go ahead and say, okay, do this with it, and then, okay, then they'll do all the work for me, and then I didn't have to do any, and then three or four years will pass, and then I'll win. Yeah, and right. I just got lots of the content done. Yeah. And now it's uh, your talk of the process of, like, where do, you, where do you look for it? How do you know you're happy kind of stuff? Um, and that that thing's a, yeah, it's a gift. I mean, there's almost no other way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose that there's a hundred different ways to look at it, but... Um, right, but not once you see it. The one we do. <laughs> once you see it, there's something one way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that true? Isn't that good? Isn't yeah. that true? <laughs> Did you just make that up? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Andrew. Scott. A lot of fun things. Um, I was interesting at what you were saying about the recording and listening, about when you were relating to the book that we were reading, that uh, that there's a filter in the listening and the looking. Because I notice when, I, um, when I'm away from the monastery, it seems like I keep up the listening pretty well, but the recording, the speaking, it starts off strong and then... Mm-hmm. The longer I'm away, the more it peters off, and I, I and I also obviously become more unconscious, mm-hmm. and that, and I notice that. Um, and ego doesn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't want that revealed, yeah. and you would hear it yeah. if you were recording it. Yeah, exactly. And I have, and I saw that today. I was, I've been doing um, three love letters a day right before the sits, and uh, I was running out of time. And it was like, and I did short. I mean, I get a little below the message board piece of paper and write front and back and record and listen. But it was, I had, I didn't really quite have enough time to do that. So I was like, well, how about we listen to a love letter? Which is great, but there's something about the having it come through mm-hmm. in the writing and the recording. And in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it just, that's the, I love that mm-hmm. so much. You know, it's, I mean, you feel what's possible going on all the time, I guess, that life is living us, that all of a sudden you're, you're, you're present to it. Yes. Yeah. It's unmistakable. It's unmistakable. Yeah. And it's such, a, it's such an interesting uh, thing, because uh, I was talking, I guess it was Diane this morning, uh, the, when I was talking to her about, uh, about listening, mm-hmm. And, and that you'll know, yeah. you, you, you feel it, and and that's that same experience. You know, no one can describe it. You know, what is it that happens when you write it out, record it in the moment, versus just listen to something? You know, I mean, we could say, well, uh, you know, you have to be more present. Well, do you really? Uh, I don't know if that's actually true. Um, but once you have the experience, yeah. you know something different happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going there, just to just to write a love letter. I have to. I it's it's a. Um, I really have to tune in. Yeah, you have to drop everything else. That's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that part about the talking out loud. I, gosh, I want to keep doing that because every time I do it. I was talking, I was talking last Sunday, maybe last Thursday, about being in a, felt like a time crunch, trying to do too many things right before the, and it would be a place I would normally just, and push through and make, essentially make it all about me, and 
run probably screw stuff up and just leave that kind of energy around. And I, at some point, I just dropped in. I think I've been doing these love letters and check-ins so consistently throughout the day. It was like, um, hey, do you need some help? And that woke me up enough to start, I just started talking to myself as I was doing things. Mm-hmm. And then and it came to a point where I was trying to get these Tupperware apart, and they went, they like were really stuck, and then they went flying, and there was some kind of response, like, whoa, that was, that was kind of fun, and that was a lot of energy, or, and Paiso would have been like, oh, and like, look, i got to put the plume away, did anyone see it? You know, it would have been, that would have been the normal mm-hmm. place, it just completely shifted, and um, I've been really be looking to become more aware of my steps, because I want to lower my walking, and I've been looking at my, you know, my little phone tells me what, how much steps in what hour, and it's like, how, how did, how is that? How did I have 2,000 steps in that hour when all I did was, so I've been talking out loud as I'm doing things, because I think what's going on is I'm, I'm making trips that don't need to happen, or I'm going, I'm having to go back and do something, uh-huh. or, you know, so now that I've become more present and I'm talking out loud, it's like, okay, well, we're going to set this here, and then when we come back and do that, we're going to, what are we going to do again? We're going to pick that thing up as we go down to the shop. Okay, and when we're at the shop, what are we doing again? Oh, yeah, we're going to get the, uh-huh, and then, and then what did you say? We're going to do the what? You know, and it's like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Did you see how you did that? That was awesome. <laughs> and it's just like, and because, I mean, every time like, I walk out of a building, or I walk out of the kitchen, and it's like, wait, why did I go into the kitchen? It's like, whoa, where was I? You know, so what are ways, we talk suddenly about getting out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? Uh-huh. Well, there's one. Yeah. Be, in, be in a conscious yeah. conversation. Yeah. And be, because, you know, you can't all be walking around talking out loud all the time. <laughs> you can also learn to just do it inside your head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And exactly. then, then the trick is to remember not to say it out loud. You can say it inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, did I get out loud? Sometimes I'll laugh. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's. All it right. reminds me of the, you know my favorite JoJo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was using that for a while. Scott. Scott. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, here I am. <laughs> um. And that, all of that actually reminds me of what I've been looking at. I don't know, I guess I'm really coming face to face with how much. When I first moved here, I remember being in a window and saying, oh, I thought I'd kind of gotten through self hate. I didn't realize, you know, the response was kind of like laughter, like, yeah, that's a, that's a process. But it was almost like at that point, I really thought there wasn't a lot of self hate in my life. Mm-hmm. And here, I've been here for a long time. It's like, there's a lot of self-hate going on. Yeah. Like, holy cow. Yeah. And it's a massive addiction. And the way it often works is, I can go, it's like, essentially it's in charge. I can go along and practice, and I can write these love letters, and I can do these check-ins, and I can be pretty happy, but I have to pay off self-hate. So I've got to go into these conversations, or I've got to go do these behaviors to kind of pay it off. Mm-hmm. And I guess the belief has been, then nothing really intense. You won't have to deal with anything really intense. Ah, interesting. Even though I've actually checked that out, and it 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 does, I can feel like a that you could call intense or uncomfortable. But when I've waited that out, it burns itself mm-hmm. out. I was wondering when you described that if it was, uh, it's it's like a. Uh, Guaranteeing ego that I'm not going to go too far. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be good for a week, but then I need to do something to make sure. You know, we're still, we're still buds. You know, but you're, I mean, I'm not going to get rid of you or anything. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. And I and I think if if what you're pointing at. There's a, a, a level of superstition in it, almost a fear of being without it. Exactly. Actually, the thing that dropped in earlier is when I when I was when I was drinking and it became every day. I remember consciously having an awareness of I actually don't really want to drink today. 
but there was like, but I, but I need, I, but I need, it keeps it in everything in place. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, then it's somehow going to throw things way off. Yeah. So even though so I, don't, I am, I don't. Yeah. yeah, it was it was an unexamined. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it does kind of feel similar mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, gosh, I guess <laughs> so we've been talking about those are those places. You, I mean, you got to go up against it some point. Oh yeah, and and to get a sense of the the layers, the and the subtlety of the layers, the all the places that it hides out, and I mean, mm-hmm. Calpas, mm-hmm. it's been yeah. running people's lives. <laughs> you know, it's big. Yeah, and I, what I'm reminded of is um, something that comes up that you've said a lot, which is. Um, don't spend a lot of time trying to uh, get rid of things you don't want in your life. Spend your time doing, adding things that you do want to do. Because that, that whole, because then it's like, well, okay, now you got to go up against self-hate, and now, you know, it sets up kind of what we were talking about, like some big, uh-huh. But, it, I mean, essentially, it seems like, it just, like you say, we just drag it around for a while, being more and more attention to the things we do want in our lives, and eventually it wears out enough, it just falls off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the whole package. I mean, it does seem like there is some. Yeah, well, and and the the main thing, I think, is not worrying about it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Right? Just trusting that if there's something else there, well, by golly, as, you know, here comes the arrow. <laughs> well, okay, okay, that would be something for me to look at there. Rather than living our lives in, yeah. you know, trying to second guess it and figure out and yeah. get to the bottom of it, so and avoid yeah. uh, what we're going to experience because mm-hmm. we can't. Exactly, that's just that's the maintenance of it, isn't it? Not yeah, all. and that's the that experience of feeling serious, like my life is serious. Mm-hmm. Is that? That process. Yes. Yeah. And and then we of course we have to ask why, mm-hmm. right? And then we get into that because uh, because we're little kids, and because if we're good, then we get good things that happen to us, and if we're bad, then bad things are going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be really careful and and uh, anxious and nervous about doing the right thing so that we get the right result. I'd like to say that that's not going on. And, you know, when you do those talks and there's these little people showing up, apparently they're around a lot, and that is how kids are conditioned. Oh, yeah. 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 So that, uh, and the, the pervasive belief that when bad things happen to people, it's because they've been bad and they're being punished. Rather than, here's an opportunity uh, to choose the unconditional. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody ever said that to me when I was growing up. I didn't know any Could I say one more thing about the humor piece? This just reminded me about um, the, you know, Hey cutie or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also we've talked about putting a little bit of a dance in there. Like so, one time I for a while was having this thing in the kitchen where he would just want to either tell me what I was doing wrong or tell other people what they were doing wrong. So then we were talking about putting a little song to it and then maybe a little like movement in the body. And it's like they didn't put the knives away. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Body yeah. movement or a little dance is also a good combination with yeah. that humor thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say equivalent of writing that letter. I mean, you, you have to be there. Because mm-hmm. that, is, that is, ego is just never going to do that spontaneously. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ever, even not spontaneously. Right. right? right. Yeah. Um, that last just reminded me of. Um, I do a lot of playing, um, and actually, I do it out loud with the animals. I, you know, just that, just yeah. It's one of the things that makes me miss Pache so much. Is um, we used to play so much, you know, just that place of like, I can't even think. But just I don't know. oh, I know, my neighbor is gone. I have Bucky. <laughs> I, I mean, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, that being a relationship? I'm not sure. But it does feel like it's a way into realizing it's not relational, if that makes sense. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually articulate this, what I just saw when you said that. Um, so, there is... Uh, so, the divine, okay? We, we assume, I mean, we know intellectually that, that the divine animates this being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, this incarnation seeks the divine, which roughly translates into the divine is seeking itself. Which I project is the experience that you have when you hear I love you and you say I love you and it seems like you're talking to yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the but this yourself is what's missing yeah. in that exchange. Yes. <laughs> in that it's not not getting in the way. That's right. The yeah. ego is not there. Yeah. And that's that's the that's what you're feeling. Yeah. Is the absence of ego yeah. between Yeah. That which animates and the animated. Yeah. And it's self animated. Yeah. And what I just saw in what in you saying that is back to the <laughs> Am I happy conversation. Um feels like it relates to you have to give it everything you've got knowing that the very thing is keeping you from it because it feels like my version of the am I happy is now where is the divine? But that's the myself that gets put in the way of... That's right. And so it can actually be as simple as the divine is asking that question. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Which, when we get a feel for that, we realize how much ego mm-hmm. is an illusion. Yeah. So one of the things that also has come up tonight is that I've been consciously in a conversation, playfully, around all of it. So you said on the radio show, I think it was on Open Air, I think quoting your teacher saying, wearing these, because you never know when someone's going to meet a religious person and how are they going to find them in a crowd. And what dropped in as I was reporting about that later was, I just had this very dear image of, I wonder if it also works the other way. So I wear my beads so the divine can find me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, had, I just yeah. had this image of this being like... I'm a religious person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Divinity. So I've been going, like, right before I go to bed, out loud, been having conversations along the lines of, I'm pretty sure you don't go anywhere, I'm pretty sure it's me, and I'm not really sure how it all works. But I just want you to know if it's helpful that I'm ready and I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> just going on and on and on about that because I've heard you talk about with over the years with various people about you know they're working on such and such, and basically you give them the opposite conversation and then give the coaching. You're, now you need to be in that conversation. Okay, so here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah, you had a whole run around memory. I used to be someone who would be constantly in memory, but you know what? I'm not now. Now I'm not in memory. And, you know, just kind of that that conversation. The sense, another one I think I talked about it on Sunday is being in a conversation about getting out of the conversation with conditioned mind. Right. <laughs> right. So just be be here. So I'm getting out of the conversation. And I, one of the things I start my morning with is top three reasons that occur to you right now why that's a really good idea. <laughs> you know. So just being in these active conversations. Yes, to get me out of here. Yes, and I want to tell you, it's one of those places where, it, maybe it's the consolation thing, where regularly things happen that feel like, oh, that's that's something that's happening because a space is being opened mm-hmm. by being out of this. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I had the experience of how how sensual and intimate it is to drink water. 
just things like that, that the, an experience of something that feels like there's an opening for it because we're so actively staying out of this uh-huh. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So present to direct experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something that uh, is completely mundane and yeah. unremarkable suddenly becomes yeah. downright miraculous. Yeah, driving down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm.